<laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of Turn the Millennials. I am Lindy. I'm Steffi. And today we are concluding our three-part installment of talk shows. We already did morning and afternoons, and now we're doing late night talk shows. Yeah. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> neither of us are late night folks. So nope. we're very late early. Like we usually go to bed at like nine, ten o'clock. So this yeah. is definitely not our wheelhouse, but that's okay. We still remember, we still watch some of these. We still like, did, you know. You know, we were teenagers. We stayed up late, like later than we probably should have on school nights and whatever. And I did watch my fair share, but it wasn't some they weren't shows that I was like, oh, I gotta make sure I catch Letterman tonight. I yeah. did if like NSYNC or Hanson were on or right. Britney or someone, like someone I actually wanted to see or tape. Or we and would just I... preset our VCRs to yeah. record it for us. There's your millennial moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, geez. But yeah, those late night talk shows, they usually started around, they were always after the news. So they would start at like 1135 always. Yeah. And it even said that in the TV Guide channel thing. Yep. Not 1130, 1135. Yeah, I think he's got to take an extra five minutes. Yeah, news was always 35 minutes. I don't know. I guess it's weird. Yeah, so we all kind of know the the standard like evening show. You know, they have the monologue, they have a band, they usually have a couple of guests on, and you know, they have segments and things like that. Yeah, that's yeah, I guess like, like the top like tens and would have his like the or was it Johnny Carson with the letter to his forehead and he yeah. named three guess, things, whatever. Yeah some kind of guessing thing or whatever yeah. or david letterman's top 10 top 10s um right. i'm not sure if jay leno did but meh, i didn't watch it and then now I with jimmy fallon remember. i did watch a lot of leno but i don't remember certain segments um oh he had like a photo segment uh where oh, okay he from paparazzi of celebrities and stuff and would like I don't know, make up stories or something about them i don't know he would make jokes about the pictures and it was always usually really pretty funny um, but before we jump into that, if you want to get into our millennial moments, um, I'm trying to think of what mine was from this week. Did you pull a me and not write it down? I don't know if I overly had like a severe, severe millennial moment this week. What about school though? You're with like 18 and 19 year olds. Like, Nuh-uh. actually in my morning class, I'm actually with all of the older people. We all got stuck into like the one class, all of us like 30 year olds. So there's like four or yeah, four of us. And the other ones are like young, but there's one girl who she's like 18, but man, that girl is like an old soul. She's got like this more stories sometimes than I have. I'm like, girl, (laughs) how do you have so many stories right now? Like seriously. (laughs) So yeah, I don't know if I had a severe millennial moment this week. Just, just, just the generalness of. It's not often that you have one of those. Usually, it's me that has that. Right, it's true. Um, I actually have like two small ones this week. What were yours? And um, one of them was um, I really can't remember the context of it because I just I was at work when it happened, so I just jotted down the main reference of it, and I just I can't remember how it came to ha- came to come up. And so this kid and I, Brandon, were talking and he's like 22 and he's just like, he's like a little brother. He's just the greatest. And um, he said something about, I don't know, he's like, well, take a picture, it lasts longer. And they're like staring at him for some reason. I was like, I made fun of him and I stared at him because I didn't know if he understood my insult because that's just how we, we rib each other. And um, he was like, yeah, take a picture, it lasts longer. And I looked at him, I was like, 
I go to pull out my phone and he's like, no. And I was just like, oh my God. When we said that a lot, like in the nineties as a comeback, we couldn't just take a fucking camera out of our pocket and take a picture. Like, I mean, some <laughs> people might have kept their film camera with them all the time with a film in it, but probably not. Often. Nobody I've ever met. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Now we literally have photos. We can. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then my second one was, OK, so I watched Jane Silent Bob reboot. Have you watched it yet? Yeah, I think so. OK, so the part that made me just feel so fucking old uh, was the part where um, they, one of them says um, that Jay and Silent Bob were like their oldest man. Um, the oldest man I ever met. I'm pretty sure they were alive during the 90s. No way. That was before they even built the internet. Yeah, that was like before they built the pyramids. Like, ouch, guys. Like, well, clearly these kids don't know their history that they thought the pyramids were born and like were made in the 1990s but like i get where kevin smith was going with that yeah. but ouch bro come on ouch, bro. <laughs> that was just oh that instantly like gave me like just added crow's feet just added wrinkles added years to my life <laughs> actually it was a little funny we were watching some videos last night of like i guess the 2000s country artists and i'm talking like when Luke Bryan had first come out and stuff like that. So like the prime low rise jeans with players in these videos. So it was kind of really funny to watch it. And it'd be like, not thinking that that fashion is out of place, thinking that that fashion is normal because you know, we lived through it. But, I you know, like it was, it was, that was kind of funny. <laughs> I constantly have this argument with Gen Zers at work constantly high waisted yeah. versus low rise. And I'm like, guys, like, stop it. Like, it's like, you're never going to convince me that low rise are awful and they're super fucking cringe. Like, fuck you. That is how I grew up. High-waisted is how you grew up. So I'm not saying anything about your stupid mom fucking jeans. Lay off my goddamn low rise. Because it it was, because we were like that as kids too. We would brag on like people who were still wearing 80s clothes because we were stupid little, you know, kids too. That's so out of fashion. Why are those people like so old? Like, I really don't think I was that fucking completely forwardly judgmental about other people's fashion choices. Like, I really didn't give a shit what other people wore. Yeah. It wasn't, I mean, look at me. I wore pajamas to school almost every fucking day. Like. But pajamas were actually kind of a trend back then. People actually did kind of wear them for a bit. It was a thing. Slippers because I had slippers. I mean, during exam week, for sure absolutely people just came in like okay props to the girls who got up early to shower do their hair their makeup spend hours picking out their outfit okay cool that's what you want to do i'm not gonna fucking do that i'm gonna roll out of bed 10 minutes before i have to leave the house yeah and i'm not changing i'll change my underwear obviously but i'm not changing i might throw a bra on yeah if i had him that day yeah i might wear a bra (laughs) um so shall we talk about the really cool package that we just received. Yes. So we got it last actually I picked it up last weekend and we opened yep. the last two boxes have shipped right here. Shipped up to us because we did it. We all we originally sent them. I think I don't know if we mentioned that we did we sent a, a, a Canadian care package mm-hmm. down to our 
Texas friends. Yep. <laughs> formidable opponents. Uh, and then, so in response, they sent us up a fun little um, American Texas uh, package of fun stuff. Lots of like weird, spicy things. <laughs> like concoctions yeah. that I thought was, that were the like, the bears the cherry bombs there like was like the, the gummies with like yes the, bear, the bloody bears the gummy and bloody bears yes those it were crawling in okay i don't know even how i don't even know how to say this word is it kamoy or chamoy or chamoy sauce chamoy and chili is. sweet and sour yeah and i don't hate them like they're not gross <laughs> they're, they're not, not gross. something that i would probably pick up for myself I'm definitely yeah. going to take them to work and share. I don't know. I want to take the cherry bombs to class and share them with everybody, but that's only on Mondays where the whole class is there. So I got to do it. I took all of the Oreo cookies that we got to work with me. Yeah. Like the Mexican spice, the mo- macchiato, or was it mochaccino? I think it was mochaccino. And like coffee flavored. Coffee, and, yeah. Yeah. And birthday cake. Oh, I and ate the birthday cake. I think there's the Mexican- like two left. The Mexican spice ones were a huge hit. A lot of people liked them. Everyone was like, oh my God, it tastes like Christmas. And I was like, uh, yeah, you're right. They totally do. Yeah, um, right. I like the coffee ones. Those were delicious. I like yeah. the birthday cake ones. Those were also delicious. But apparently Food Basics sells birthday cake uh, Oreos all the time. Interesting. But yeah, I know just, they I don't have all English on it like the Americans do. We have to have half English and French. So it is That's kind of true. fun in that respect to see theirs because it's not right. all French that aspect yeah um and it was funny actually i was watching um a youtube video the other day even though it's 10 o'clock in the morning yeah i was watching a youtube video the other day and the girl was talking about the hb or heb grocery stores or whatever in texas and i was just like "Ah, i know what that is now because i've received cookies from that place um bt dub guys good fucking call on the beaver nuggets uh apparently this is a thing i know like because even Lindsay said the same thing she's like they better have sent those to you because our when i i picked them up with my friend Lindsay, who's in buffalo and she flat out told me in that box there better be beaver nuggets and we got them so they were they were pretty good i haven't opened mine yet so kevin i've tried them I took a I've been waiting and savoring them that's why they haven't been opened yet i've been eating everything else (laughs) i took a sandwich bag filled with them to work with me yeah to get like everybody to try them because i was like these are fucking delicious and i really want to try them in milk they would be a delicious cereal like captain crunch right better. i don't know and everyone loved them there was not one person that didn't like them yeah and everyone was like what is a beaver nugget and i'm like picture a cheese puff but instead of cheese covered in caramel, caramel. fucking delicious is what it is just eat it i'm enjoying my twinkie I gave Kevin the Twinkies. Joseph was the one that wrote the note, right? I think so, yeah. He said that he found our Canadian Twinkies a little dry. Is that, or was that you that said that? I don't know. I know, but anyway, these ones are a little dry as well. All Twinkies are dry. Let's be real. It's just a lot of cake. You know, yeah. I'm more of a cupcake fan myself. You know, mm. the chocolate cupcake with the loopy loop. And what else we get? Mm. <laughs> nerds. Yes, you're nerds. I haven't tried any of the spices or the like barbecue or the buffalo sauce Ooh. and stuff like that. Yeah, the, the They're gummy. Like gummy worms. Yeah, gummy worms. They're but pasteled. 
trolley or trolley sour bite crawlers. Yeah. Gummy worms. Gummy worms. Just say gummy worms. Right. That's a mouthful. Just say gummy worms. (laughs) What are these? I don't know, but they're fuego. They're fire. Oh, Takis. Yeah, they, we have those. We do have those up here. I do see them around. Um, I, uh, I haven't tried them. Heat. Mm-hmm. I think Aaron might be enjoying these instead of me. Right. Yeah. I have seen them at the Dollar Tree over here. I mean, here. I'm trying to build up my spice tolerance. <laughs> oh, and then I just love these. The beer cozies and stock glass. Yes. I love them. They're fantastic. Good call, guys. And my sticker. I put my sticker on my Yeti. Yep. Because, you know, your Yetis are always for your stickers. Huh. <laughs> oh, yeah. My sticker's right here. Yeah. Inside the cozy. Yeah. Inside the cozy. Yeah. It's going to go on my new laptop that I'm See? using right now because I get yeah. this laptop because Aaron gets a new laptop through work. Nice. <laughs> so this laptop goes by and you can get your old one back. Yeah. Yay. Yay. Right. <laughs> Even though, yeah, because I've got my well, yeah, nicer it was one. About- it was around two years ago, about this time is when you brought up the idea of the podcast to me. I remember us being in shorts record. talking about it. We didn't start recording until October of that, of two years ago, but like late October, I think was the first time we recorded. We were talking about it and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. And then we didn't release forever because we were just too afraid. And then we just learned, doesn't matter. We just Fine, release, do just do it. Because, yeah. so I guess we should get into our actual now um, podcast topic. Yeah late night talk shows mm-hmm. that doesn't qualify as drinking because that was not off topic that's our usual intro where we talk about crap and then we get to the topic and then we get to the topic although if you want to have a drink it's up to have, you you'll have plenty of time to drink we'll get off topic less <laughs> yes you could have a shot there if you wanted to totally up to you yes so if you if you didn't see on our last episode we were i mentioned our like millennials drinking game because we just kept talking about it in the episode and just people would be like why are they just keep saying trick so in the show notes of last week's episode if you want to catch it it's in there our millennials podcast drinking game yeah <laughs> have fun oh, with it we do yeah do it on a friday night not while you're working because you don't want to get drunk while working it's not a good, well, not a good some thing. of you might want to i guess i won't not condone that but we don't condone we we don't want you to lose your job, so we are not condoning it in that respect. If you lose your job, it's not. Meet our fault. Steph, the angel on your shoulder. Meet Lindy, the devil on your shoulder. <laughs> right. I do not want to be hold, held responsible. So, uh, late night talk shows. So I guess we'll kind of start with like I guess the one that everybody knows because it's just been it's actually been generations, I believe. The Tonight Show with Jay Leno. Yeah kind of where we're going to start. I guess, I mean, first it started with Johnny Carson and a couple other people, um, but our generation knew it as Jay Leno. Uh, he started in May of 1992 and went until May 2009. And then I guess it took a little hiatus or the Conan, he decided to leave. Conan took over for a year. It went back to him apparently in 2010 and then ended in 2014 and then it was uh jimmy fallon who took over and jimmy fallon has been doing the tonight show ever since and i hear he's doing a pretty good job at it i heard it's quite successful i don't really watch I, it because i, I'm I mean now. he's been doing it at least for almost oh. a decade now i guess so you know doing pretty good i don't mm-hmm. mind it I, I i catch some of his like on facebook some of the 
the segments or the yep. sketches, sketches and things that he does from here and there. Like I catch the a bunch stuff of those. that goes viral. Yeah. Right. You know, the I him and JLo d- doing evolution of dances and stuff like that. Sure. And yeah, there's been a bunch of different fun mm-hmm. things he's done, but yeah, Jay Leno. Um, yeah. So like I said, he took over for Johnny Carson. Johnny Carson did it for God knows how long. I always since. thought it was David Letterman that took over for Johnny Carson. No. What the f- so basically, yeah, Jay Leno. Um that took over for Johnny Carson. Uh what did it say? So he actually competed against David Letterman because what it was, it was it was two different, they were mm-hmm. basically different networks. NBC's versus CBS's late night. Yeah, doctors. no, I just I just always thought it was like Johnny Carson was before David Letterman, not Jay Leno, but uh, whatever. It's not like I knew that much about it anyway. That's just what I always thought. Oh, so it says here, David Letterman wanted to move into the earlier time slot from his late night spot after the Tonight Show. And he was also considered by many as a natural successor, despite Leno having been Carson's permanent guest host for several years. Carson mm-hmm. always favored Letterman, notably Carson, who had been interviewed by Letterman, made two appearances on Letterman's rival CBS show, made no mention of Leno during his final shows and regularly gross. sent Letterman monologue jokes in his final years. So it seems like Letterman essentially people thought he was going to be the replacement but ultimately Leno was the one who took over it so you weren't you weren't wrong about thinking it was Letterman but I think it's because he also had his own show at the time when it would say Letterman Hmm. yeah Letterman no actually Letterman that wouldn't have made sense for Letterman was 93 to 2015 had a show established like why why would he want to change it I don't know considering like I thought like he had a pretty successful show he it looked like he kind of had two shows actually when I just googled it just now because I looked like David Letterman and it said like late night with David Letterman it was like 89 to 93 and then I think 93 was when he has the one that he had now until 2015 he must have had two iterations of it and maybe different networks or different time zones or something like that who knows the late night game is a weird game and I'm going to also say that my notes are going to be on the fly a little bit more today, guys, because it was a busy week. We actually had to go to class this week. (laughs) It's been a little busier. It hasn't been the at-home learning. So it was a little busier this week and uh, time got away from me. So my notes were not as detailed as the last couple episodes. So we're picking them up on the fly. But um, so next, I guess, as we're talking about it, we've got David Letterman. Uh, His ran from 93 to 2015. So that's almost 20 years i personally not a fan of david letterman myself um he was he just kind of always seemed more douchebaggery look feeling yeah i was gonna say condescending right yeah like he just seemed like in his his talk show he was always pretentious better than everybody else and then like whenever he of course later eventually when you watch them in hindsight whenever he was talking to like women he was just like derogatory and rude and just he was just a piece of shit it seemed like i don't know if it was an older generation that loved him i'm glad he's clearly not around anymore but to each their own that's why i guess jimmy fallon he's just more nicer and i don't know maybe it was just a sense of self-entitlement that too i don't know successful white male in a male-dominated industry. And those big gap teeth. Yeah. Hey, that's um, how you tell it was him on cartoon when they parodied him. When they, they Yeah, him. they always had the big gap teeth. That, yeah, yeah, he was, that was, I guess, kind of what he was known for. I always remember on uh, Tiny Toons, they used to make fun of him with mm-hmm. the, with the back, gap yeah. teeth. Animaniacs too, I think. 
Yeah, yeah, that Steven Spielberg cartoons. That world. That world. Yeah. Yeah. This again, I only watched it when like my favorite artists were on it. And at that, I'd probably tape it. Like this is. So you could fast forward. NSYNC was on like an entire episode, not just the musical dance, but they were like the entire episode. Mm -hmm. So I recorded it. And I was talking to Catherine about the same time. I've told you this story before. This is the one where she was asleep the whole time during yeah. our entire hour-long conversation while watching Letterman simultaneously and her <laughs> commenting on things happening in the show. That's um, hilarious. And then the next day, she has no recollection of this conversation at all. That's funny. I was like, well, it's a good thing I taped it then because then because you obviously missed it. <laughs> right. Even though you watched it, it was commenting on what was happening. You missed it, apparently. You missed it. <laughs> so it says here um in 2002 he was ranked number seven in tv guides greatest tv shows of all time um, as the host of late night and late show for more than 30 years he surpassed carson as the longest running late night talk show host in 2013 yeah yeah i guess he had a lot of 30 years of late night hosting still doesn't give you still doesn't give you the opportunity to be a dick yeah 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 deflate the ego a little bit maybe right and then he later tried to do that Netflix show or something like that. I don't know. There's some kind of Netflix show. David Letterman, same thing where he's interviewing people, but not really. Check it on Netflix. I don't know. I never watched it. I just know I've saw it. it kind of like you know how... when Netflix presents new things to you and you're yeah. like, why? Kind of like how Jerry Seinfeld has that like coffee and cars. Riding in cars with comedians. Riding in cars, or... drinking coffee or something. With so, Jerry yeah. Seinfeld. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Wait, yeah. So his show was succeeded by The Late Night with Stephen Colbert in 2015. I thought Stephen Colbert started way longer than that, earlier than that. I thought he did. But that's what it says here on Wikipedia. Well, all right then. Yeah. Yeah. There's countless, uh, you know, stupid videos of David Letterman being stupid David Letterman. So if you want to go see them, just go check them out on YouTube. I think there was like a Madonna. I think there was a Drew Barrymore one, a Cher one, like just countless. And he had his... Blames it on his generation when right. that's bullshit. Right. Like we said, the only thing that he was kind of really known for, I guess, was the top tens that he would always yeah. do. Sometimes they were funny. Sometimes they were just dumb. I think he was also known for his house band, too. Oh, Paul Schaefer, I think. Yeah, the yeah. bald guy or whatever yes, it was. Paul Schaefer, yes. We we love you, Paul Schaefer. Yes. Because <laughs> isn't he also Canadian, too? Yes, yeah. Paul Schaefer, Canadian. We love you. Yes, yes. Uh, (laughs) um so i guess next we'll move on to craig ferguson uh who was another late night talk show uh he actually ran from 2005 to 2014 so really it was like jay leno and david letterman who really kind of owned the scene for a while for quite a while yeah ask anybody to just name a late night talk show host and it was one of those two yeah I would say like they were the, the most popular in the 90s or like in the late 80s. It was Arsenio. <laughs> yes. Late 80s. It was Arsenio. Early 90s. Yes. Arsenio <laughs> Hall for sure. Ooh, 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 ooh. Which again, they make fun of on Tiny Toons and Animaniacs. <laughs> uh, and Full House. And Full House. Yeah. They, yeah. And probably every show that came out of that time period. Right. Every sitcom had an Arsenio reference. An Arsenio like, I remember reference. the episode of Full House where, where Michelle was like, can I stay up and watch Arsenio? No, when she wouldn't go to bed because she was daddy's princess. Yeah. Get in trouble for swimming in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Watch Arsenio and she brings out a little shopping cart with a KFC bucket in it of chicken. Because they're always eating fried chicken on Full House. Right. Late night. Gotta have it. So. Like every episode. <laughs> yeah. 
uh craig ferguson was a scottish uh comedian so if you va- vaguely remember the scottish guy was, was doing funny. it he was pretty funny um he had from fire taste i find like i found a lot of people you he they either liked them or they didn't there was like no gray area yeah yeah you didn't like really but, but also i think because he was scottish a lot of people just didn't get the humor because it's kind of like that different. british the british humor so it's a little different it's not humor the Ameri- different classic american world. yeah like uh, australian humor i'm finding weird different. <laughs> yeah yeah, Funny, I know. But completely different from ours. <laughs> I know. So Craig ran from 05 to 2014. Um, it followed the late show. So he ran from the 12.35 hour. So yeah, there would be 11.35 talk shows and then there were 12.35 late night talk show hosts. So he was the the net after David Letterman. Where's uh, Conan O'Brien land in there? Conan... Conan O'Brien. Conan O'Brien. Late night with Conan ran shopping for leather furniture. Damn you, Wikipedia. (laughs) I'm not donating right now. Leave me alone. (laughs) Um, Debuted in 1993. It was from Sugar and Spice, just saying. He ran until February 20th, 2009, when he was supposed to take over, when he took over the late show for a year from Jay Leno. And then after that, he went back, I believe, to TBS. I think he now, his show is, his late night show is on TBS now, I think, or something. Sounds think, right. Yeah, I think he's now got, he's got another one out now. But yeah, he ran until 90, September 3rd, 1993, until February 20th, 2009. He aired also during the 1237 hour with he, Andy Richter on as his kind of like sidekick for a while. He is one that I watched once in a while. Nothing else was on. I didn't like the guests on Leno or Letterman. Yeah. With that, but they, he was on later, wasn't he? Was he on later? 1235. Yeah. Conan was the 1235. Oh. So he was one of the later ones. Yeah, maybe that's why I never really watched it because it's on way too late. Right, way too late. Like I could never, I could, I could catch the eleven thirty-five late night talk shows, but I, for me to catch the twelve thirty-five like, ones, forget yeah, it. I could, I could justify staying up till twelve thirty, not one thirty. I couldn't even like when we would watch like Mad TV at eleven or SNL at eleven thirty. I could eleven never color. stay up till the end of it. Eleven Color, I think, was on at twelve. Either eleven or twelve. Eleven or twelve. Yeah. Mad TV yeah. was like eleven o'clock. And yeah, I, I could I would never stay up for the Saturday night was on Saturday, so whatever. But um yeah, like I don't know how my kids do it. They well, they don't do it anymore, but they used to like Aiden would be up until like four in the morning playing video games and stuff, and he'd be up for school the next day, like really tired, but he'd be up. But you gotta remember different di- di- <laughs> we were that now, young and stupid too. Yeah, yeah, now they uh they they cherish her sleep a little bit. Riley still stays up pretty late, but I mean she's 13, who's not gonna do that? Right. Like, exactly. You know, as long as they up for school and they're not cranky with us the next day. Yeah. So Conan, if you don't remember, is also the uh, redheaded guy, you know, kind of a little bit more yep. of the, the ginger. He's generally depicted in cartoons with the forehead. Yes, a little bit of a big forehead. This is true. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't really, yeah, overall, I think he was. Thanks, we call it a five head. I don't think he was very, like, he wasn't too much of a jerk. He never really seemed like he was, like, too, too many scandals about him. Wasn't too salacious or anything like that. The biggest scandal was that he got, you know, the Tonight Show and then taken away from him, whatever. Like, that was, he wasn't and, too happy about that. But, you know, 
for those hardcore How I Met Your Mother fans, you will notice him in the background of one of their episodes. <laughs> no speaking line. He's not featured in any way, shape, or form. He's just an extra. And it's great. And I That's point funny. him out every time I watch the episode. So the next, except uh, Arsenio Hall ran from 89 to 2000 or till 1994, not 2004, geez, no. Um, yeah, only like five years, but he still made his impression on the late night yeah, I mean, like, talk show scene of, in the 90s. He's outside of our 95 to 05 realm, but he had like he's he's worth mentioning like he has to be yeah was a pretty iconic because back in the late 80s for a black man to have their own talk show like we were talking about that with mantel williams right it's in a white male dominated industry um it was like it was amazing for arsenio to get his own show but i I don't know arsenio's story like how did he come to having his own talk show like was he an actor like was I think he was a comedian, actually. What does it say on here? Uh, what is his description? Variety talk show. Um, under first series. Uh, he had been a host on The Late Show in 1987, another talk show on Fox. After the dismissal of Joan Rivers, he was given a 13-week run during which he, unexpected, he became unexpectedly popular. During the monologue of his final appearance as host, he stated that the reason he had agreed to only do 13 weeks was because that was long as he was able to stay as he had plans to do other things. He subsequently began working on coming to America, um, ultimately signed with Paramount, uh, had a fairly long, so I guess kind of like, yeah, an actor yeah, slash I comedian. To America. I forgot about that he was, that was him. Um, there was, he was one of two late night shows to premiere on January 89. The other was the Pat Sajak show on CBS. Is that before Wheel of Fortune, I'm assuming? No, it was hosted by longtime Wheel of Fortune host Pat Sajak. Unlike Sajak, Hall benefited from the prior experience of hosting a late night program when compared with Sajak's lack of emceeing experience outside of his wheel duties. And his show premiered exactly a week after Sajak giving him a head start. That's funny. (laughs) So um, another one we had that kind of was came out... um, so along the same, I guess, realm with uh, Arsenio was the Chris Rock show. He had a talk show for three seasons, um, was from 97 to 2000. Originally, it was like a sketch talk show. Originally said that they were aired on HBO. I think I checked that out a couple times. Yeah. I don't recall any episodes, though. No, me neither. Um, it was written by Louis C.K. <laughs> okay. The theme composer was Grandmaster Flash. Producer Wanda Sykes as well. So, you know. Oh, I love Wanda Sykes. It had some good, some good behinds it, you know. Yeah, Uh, Yeah, ran from 97 to 2000. And Chris Rock. Everybody loves Chris Rock. Um, There are some things here about who was on it and stuff. But again, it kind of, Tracy Morgan and Erica Badu. Arsenio Hall and Puff Daddy. Conan O'Brien and Wyclef Jean, Whoopi Goldberg, Casey Jojo. So yeah, he, got, he was all over the place too. He oh, had like Casey everybody on his show. Oh, Bobby Brown, bye. talking to you, Bobby B. <laughs> oh. uh, George Carlin and Ursher. Oh, George Carlin, RIP. RIP and Ursher. Usher, Usher. Usher. did you see that post where uh, Usher created, I posted it the other, Usher recreated his My Way album cover. 
So My Way was his very first album in like 97 and Usher recreated the album cover. And he looks like he hasn't freaking aged a goddamn day. Bastard. <laughs> 25 oh, yeah. fucking that years. Man does not age. That, that, that right? No. 25 him and Pharrell faculty? that's a movie we have to talk about soon the faculty. Ooh, yes I love the faculty oh, so good um, so, yeah. okay, hold on. I'm looking who am I looking up what am I looking up I mean you have because you can tell you were 16 in that photo but still you can tell well, he he's heavily filtered you can obviously tell he's filtered like no I'm sorry no man that age skin is that smooth that is filtered. Don't be surprised. <laughs> but if it's not, which I think it is, but if it's not, good for you, Usher. Right. But look at Pharrell. That man also hasn't aged a freaking day. He's a vampire. Who? Pharrell. Oh, yeah. He's also uh, a vampire. We're getting like the king of not aging, Paul Rudd. Right. Like, Actually, fucking you can kind of tell. Now he's but, starting oh, man, to, to get there. So fucking handsome. Oh yeah, and Timothy Oliphant also I've noticed and, is another oh, man who has not looked like he's aged so a day. Pretty. Right, um, and so but pretty. I've also heard like that Paul Rudd is just an amazing human being. Oh yeah, it doesn't it doesn't deny and me. And I don't not believe that. Right, I believe that tooth and nail. Tooth every day. I uh, need to believe that about Paul Rudd. <laughs> yes. So the next one we have on our list. Drink drink um is the dennis miller live this was an episode that was on hbo yeah the the guy with the the guy with the beard yeah 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 got the beard um ran from 94 to 2002 received 11 emmy nominations um also six times for the writers actors guild of america for best writing for a comedy variety sketch won three of those six times so the opening thing was everybody wants to rule the world by tears for fears (laughs) everybody wants to rule the world right that's hilarious um the format the show remind me of the movie pixels yeah (laughs) the show was mainly characterized by its simplicity the show had a small set no house band and limited lighting it mainly consists of miller speaking to the largely unseen studio audience on a darkened stage yep that's about it yeah, pretty pretty simple, pretty easy. So maybe that's why people enjoyed it. It was just that simplistic. Um, we didn't have HBO up here, so some of these were a little vague for us because we didn't. Unless you had TMN, that that was the only real way you got some of them, and not everything from HBO went on TMN. Only certain things from HBO went on TMN. So some mm. of these we didn't get full access to, so we only remember them through the like you know movies or the you know the commercials on Fox or whatever or magazine or tabloid magazines talking about them or things like that yeah um then uh we have howard stern obviously he had a late night talk show because <laughs> it's howard stern why do oh howard stern i uh, watched that one a bit yep uh 90 to 92 i feel like there was another one also oh from 94 to 2005 on the e-network um yeah it was basically based off the radio shock jock howard stern and having a a he was basically just like shock value talk show yeah that's all he kind of ever really was yeah it was late night talk show it was on e-network or you know remember the contest where he was like like if you're blonde and have big boobs or whatever come down and try to catch a hot dog in your mouth yeah and you win like 20 grand or something 
And then there was his movie Private Parts that also came out in the 90s. Or it was just, I don't yeah. think I've ever watched because no. <laughs> right? It was like he was There's just no way I'd be I'd be able to get that two hours back. I know. He was just, yeah, he he was an acquired he was taste. definitely an acquired case. I didn't hate him. I didn't I didn't think like ill of him. I just wasn't a fan. Yeah. I I same here. I just I wasn't a fan of that. Like also when we were, you know, in the 90s, we were still young. Like those sex kind of Jeez. jokes were still sort of out of our realm. You know, they, they were kind of over our over our heads almost sometimes. Uh so yeah, Howard Stern just shock shock a little bit before our time, a little bit, you know, not really our thing. He's still around too, which is kind of funny. Still doing and he stuff. was at the height of his popularity when we were probably like just below the appropriate age for him yeah like i was like, still in we like quite old enough yet yeah we, like yeah well because i think like private parts was like 97 or 98 when it came out yeah, so I we were like 14 15 you right 12 13, 13 12 yeah we were just a little bit at, like i'm sure we could have watched it and our parents you know huh? yeah. but we wouldn't have gotten a lot of stuff about it um then next uh this one actually forgotten realized this one was on this long the daily show so oh, first yeah. started with craig kilborn in 96 to 98 then john stewart took over in 99 until 2015 and then now it is uh trevor noah danielle was a big john stewart fan so she was would watch this one from time to time uh and then also like we were talking about earlier in the faculty john stewart was in it also <laughs> <laughs> playing the teacher and i love it at the end when he's stabbing yeah, like, the eye i the- <laughs> mean the eye with a pen and so he does right yeah. oh, oh john stewart also a comedian and die <laughs> right. john stewart comedian actor and then yeah just went into found his niche on the daily show and yeah did it like i said from 99 to 2015 he did it for quite a while he was good at it hilarious you know mm-hmm. it was a half an hour one instead of the hour-long format like some of the other talk shows are political satire and new satires in contrast with the pop culture focus you know i okay i don't know why because i haven't looked it up i just haven't but john stewart has been in the news lately for something super positive sticking up for something i don't remember what it is it is like i remember i remember seeing this show has won four 24 primetime emmy awards because i remember uh, seeing it on facebook yeah john stewart yeah blast desantis over devilish migrant flights two days ago john yes stewart apple to share red sauce but he really stands up for minorities. Like he's such a huge advocate for like LGBT community and women's health and like health rights, their bodies. And like, he's a huge voice for those that don't have a loud enough one. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think the latest thing with these, these um, well, immigrants being flown from Florida to what West Virginia was West Virginia, Vermont, or was it? I think it was West Virginia and they were welcomed with open arms and like John from Texas to and Florida to Martha's Vineyard, Martha's Vineyard. That's it. It was somewhere with a V. Um, uh, yeah. Like he basically like condemned the politicians of 
Texas and Florida and blah, blah, well, blah. Like I wouldn't be surprised if he refused work out of there. Yeah. Well, even at even during on the Daily Show, he always kind of touched on yes, yeah, political cause. Like, so I, he's always been for a cause for sure. And I think that's why I, everyone loved him so much yeah. back, like on the show, was because he was for a cause. He was he had no problem speaking out against these stupid things versus politically incorrect with Bill Maher, where that guy was another white fucking pompous piece of shit white guy. Ugh. Does Rick Mercer follow along these lines? I, I've always liked Rick Mercer, but he never really had like a was talk Canadian, show. Like though. he didn't interview guests and stuff, but he, but he like had like the well, a, no, it was Canadian. It was the Rick Mercer report. Yeah, sorry, that's what I meant. The, yeah, because would that have been considered a late night? Uh, possibly. It might, I didn't put it, it down on my Canadians. I forgot about it, but we can. Inclined. It was politically inclined, and I, he always made like some really good points. Like right. So I don't know. Just shout out to Rick Mercer, I guess. Right. I love the way he pronounces his R's. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, Canadians. We are They're so heavy good. on the R's out in the Maritimes. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. <laughs> um, so then next we had um, the Keenan Ivory Wayans show. It was only again, another short-lived one, 1997 to 99. Famed with In Living Color. Yes, and his yeah, his brothers yeah. within Living Color, and you know all of the other weigh-ins that were out there. Oh, so, yeah. so yeah, late night syndicated talk show ran from '97 until March 1998. Opening monologue and some comedy sketches. So of course, in the same vein, probably as with In Living Color, his house band was an all-female band called Ladies of the Night. Nice. So good on I him. Because right? I don't think I didn't either. Uh, again, only one season though, so probably. Yeah probably why but i remember hearing about it. it i might have right. checked it once or twice but exactly but with one season and late night we didn't it wasn't a you know yeah it wasn't stand out for us it wasn't a staple <laughs> uh the martin short show yes now, this the, is one i wish i knew about i don't think uh, i've ever really heard of this one it was two seasons in um 1999 so 99 and 2000 uh again same kind of syndicated talk show based on the late night model uh, hosted by Martin Short with announcer sidekick Michael McGrath. I don't know. Uh, it was on. I love Martin Short movies in the nineties. <laughs> Captain Ron, Captain Ron. <laughs> Short performed poorly in the ratings, so it didn't. Oh, that's unfortunate. Didn't have much on here, but I just I do like kind of vaguely remember it. Um, the RuPaul show. So before RuPaul is the RuPaul that you know on drag race uh they had a show that late night show i believe it was i want to say it was one of the um other like hbo type channels that had it and she was always dressed in drag as well on that show i remember usually that's no not the one that premiered in 2019 okay uh hard to find because all they're showing is the new rupaul stuff See, this is the problem with internet people. When you're trying to find the old school stuff, you find the new stuff. But yes, either way, she had a room. I think it was like 94, 96 or something like that. Like it was, it was in the 90s. Right? Let's see, the... Why don't you just go to IMDb? Wouldn't it be in there? Oh, there we go. 96 to 98. There we go. Variety talk show. VH1. Sorry. Mm. So, so I knew it was one of those cable channels. 
um, had many famous musical guests and was notable as being one of the first national television programs in the United States hosted by an openly gay host. And Michelle Visage, of course, was her co-host because she's that co-host on everything that she does. Baby Besties. Uh, so it ran October 96 to September 1998. They featured comedy skits, comedic field reports. Um, yeah, just the, the RuPaul show. I don't think I ever watched it because I don't think I had VH1. No, it was VH1 again. One, wasn't that an American station? It was. So again, we had one of those situations where we, there's a lot of times we couldn't get some of these because they just Unless weren't Unless you to had us. a satellite and had the, like, some of the American stations, which was rare. Yes. Um, there was a time in the late 90s when we could get DirecTV satellite dishes deprogrammed up here. And people were yeah. doing that a lot for DirecTV. My dad did have it for a bit, but then, you know, they caught on and then started zapping everyone's cards. And then it was hard to kind of keep on going. So then everyone had to get it, rid of it. But then if you could also get those like big, huge free to air satellite dishes or whatever, you know, those ginormous fucking ones that My country had folks one. had yeah then you probably also could get it with those yeah but for those of us with rogers cable no backyard wasn't big enough right yeah, side, your backyard wasn't big enough for a satellite dish right how's that for a millennial moment yeah. kind of like that memory i shared on facebook i think yesterday it was like remember sinking your ipod <laughs> Right. Or just in general, when you're going back to like your memories in Facebook and you go back to 2008 and it says is doing this, blah, 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 yeah. is having fun at the cottage because it was Stephanie's is doing. watching this before the watching is watching like feature allowed you to add what you yeah. were watching. <laughs> yeah, guys, this is old school. Uh, actually, I feel OK. So actually, well, if you think about it, like next year is like February 4th, I think is the 19th year anniversary of Facebook's launch yeah. to like just the universities and then expanding. Right. Cause I didn't get it till 07. Yeah. I got it like 06. Cause Danielle was, yeah. Danielle was in university. And then she told me like the, like as soon as it was available to like people, cause yeah. she was still in university when it happened. Like 19 years guys, Facebook's almost old enough to order its own drink. Did you Canada. see what I posted on Facebook well, this morning? Right now, but still. C and Brian Adams when you're gone song is 24 years old really they posted they I posted a video this morning she he was in London and she went to his concert and they both are together redo it refilming the video like 24 years later they're running down a hallway That's together and stuff four years old yeah 1998 she said that they recorded it together that song she like was losing the Spice Girls <laughs> I know that I should have said that as my millennial moment. It's almost as old as our friendship. Yeah. Almost. Almost. Shy of a year or something. Right. What, 25 next year? I think so. 97, I think. 97. So I guess next year would be it's 20. Yeah, 25th. Yeah. yeah. God damn. Right. Millennial moment in the making, guys. Uh, um, so next we'll do, like I was complaining about die. earlier, politically incorrect with uh, Bill Maher was stupid ran from 90 it was stupid <laughs> ran from 93 to 2002 uh it was american late night half hour political talk show hosted by bill maher um premiered on comedy central for se- three for three seasons and then abc expressed interest to bring it to their lineup in 97 again just like a basically fucking white guy complaining about the far left or far right or whatever the f- he's a republican i believe is what it was so he was very or conservative yeah conservative yes 
Because we don't so, have Republican and Democratic up here. We have conservative and liberal, apparently. Yes. So he was ve- so that was why I didn't like it, obviously, because he was just very stupid and annoying. I wasn't yeah, I into wasn't politics at that time, or if I was, it wasn't gonna be conservative politics. I wasn't a fan like of like, I don't know, those types of talk shows, like the politically driven ones. Some of them maybe, but I don't know. Didn't pique my interest as a teenager. I didn't really care. Like I was a teenager, I didn't give a shit. I think the only like world event I actually gave a crap uh-huh. about was 9-11. Which I was gonna say that apparently there was some kind of controversy with the show in 9-11 and it was canceled not fo- not long following it. <laughs> what was the controversy? Did it That's say? What trying to read about, but I didn't want to just leave everyone it says aftermath of US President George Bush said that the terrorists responsible were cowards during the September 17th, 2001 episode. One of Mars guests, Dine- Dinesh D'Souza, said these are warriors and we have to realize that the principles of our way of life are in conflict with people uh, in the world and so i mean i'm all for understanding the social sociological causes of this but we should not blame the victim americans shouldn't blame themselves because others want to bomb them mara agreed and replied we have been the cowards lobbing cruise missiles from 2000 miles away that's cowardly staying in the airplane when it hits the building say what you want about it it's not cowardly similar comments were made by others in the media. Advertisers withdrew their support and some ABC affiliates stopped airing the show temporarily. White House Press Secretary Irie Flesher denounced Mara announced warning that people have to watch what they say and watch what they do. Mara apologized and explained that he had been criticizing U.S. military policy, not American soldiers. Show was canceled the following June, which Mayer and many others saw as a result of the controversy, although ABC denied that the controversy was a factor, said the program was canceled due to declining ratings. Okay, then. So, yeah. Again, reasons. So, again, just like a conservative type guy, you know, again, reasons why I didn't enjoy it. He just, I don't know that he just seemed like one of those guys that was like, my, I have to be right. So I'm going to be the loudest in the room. I don't know if it actually was, but that's just what I perceived of this guy. I wouldn't say you're wrong at all. Right. I'd say Uh, you're pretty leaning to the right there. And I mean, like right and wrong, right? Not right and left, right? Right and left, right. (laughs) yeah um so the next one is actually kind of a silly and fun one but we still had to add it to the list space ghost coast to coast never fucking heard of it so it's (laughs) basically a cartoon i saw saw it on your list and i'm just like i literally never fucking heard of this (laughs) so this was an animated talk show hosted by not so superhero space ghost and set in deep space um so it's basically like a cartoon uh, talk show it ran for 11 seasons actually um it was Hanna Barbera what 11 11 seasons 11 yes. seasons yeah that's pretty successful right Cartoon yeah. Network and Adult Swim okay so Aqua Teen Hunger Force was a spinoff I get that yeah he was actually a Hanna Barbera character created like in the 60s um and then i guess just for a while he went away and then for some reason in 1994 they decided to do this yeah cartoon network so the show spoofed late night talk shows with one-time villains zorak and maltar serving as space ghost sidekicks with occasional guest appearances from other space ghost villains it doesn't look familiar to me at all but it looks funny i 
vaguely like I don't because it was on Cartoon Network we didn't have too much access to it and if it was I think it was on Teletoon Network but it was like again one of the more later night ones so I didn't see it all the time but yes so there was this and I I don't think it was even that like I think it was like a half an hour 20 minute show like it wasn't a super long a super like long show or anything by any means but still gotta add it because it's silly cartoon it was silly cartoon late night talk show like why not Looks pretty funny. Uh, and then we had Whoopi Goldberg. She had a late night talk show from 92 to 93. Uh, 100, 112 episodes, 30 minute interview guest style show. That's yeah. the, the US's. Whoopi. Whoopi. <laughs> Little rascals. Little rascals. <laughs> Here's my grandma. Whoopi. <laughs> Is it my mom? It's mom? It my mom. Whoopi. Oh, okay. Whoopi. <laughs> There, um, two 22 year olds at my work had no idea that Little Rascals was a TV show before it was a movie. Or did I tell you that already? Uh, I can't remember if you said that or not, but that's yeah, yeah. That a lot. Like, what? Yeah. today I was walking through Sobeys and I heard yeah. Megan Trainer's version of I'll Be There for You, the Friends theme song. Yeah, that was the face I was making when I was walking through the store hearing this. I think it was okay. for the 25th anniversary or something. That's what she, I had to Shazam it to find out who it was. Cause I was like, who not, would redo this song? It wasn't on the friends reunion. I didn't think so, but a, 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 I just a, recently watched that and it wasn't on that. I Shazam it, but let me see what Spotify to, says. But yeah, cause I was walking through and all of a sudden I was singing a song and I was like, I was like, wait, why is this the friends song redone? Like, you know, you just hear a song, you start singing the words, and then you just start realizing what the song is before yeah. you realize what it is. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, wait, what? Because so many songs are deep in the recess of our brains. Like, we don't that you know just start singing it and it doesn't, on. and you don't even realize yeah. what song it is until like five minutes or like three like, minutes into it. Kind of like the Rembrandt's remake. No, not the Rembrandt's. Yeah, the Rembrandt's. The new Rembrandt's. No. The one with Beckin, Hanson, Courtney Love, and Marilyn Manson. That oh, one? Uh, the New Radicals. The New Radicals, thank you. Um, the remake of that song. Fuck that remake. I know. <laughs> Fuck that remake. Fuck that remake. It says Friends 25th anniversary, but I don't know if it's just the Megan I'll Trainer. I'll listen to it later. <laughs> it was weird. It was weird. I'll just tell you that. It was weird. Yeah. It, anyways, yeah. Lots of remaking of our old songs, guys. And I don't know about you. That was like the other one. I keep seeing the TikTok on it where it's like, anyone under 25 hears this and it's like it's the blue that blue there's a song that's using that background so it says anyone under 25 hears this and they play whatever everyone over 25 hears uh blue (laughs) because it's true like that's if i were green i would die if i were green i would die (laughs) right yeah exactly but that's all that we hear when we hear like you take our songs and we do them and we're not hearing what you fucking call like the doji cat one or something like that uh, this is why i don't listen to any new stuff because i know it's just gonna i don't either mad. i just hear it when i'm out and about and then of course i have to shazam it because i'm like why about. well it's so bees that i didn't i need groceries i can't avoid the grocery store and they're playing the music i mean it's that's not my fault entirely true yeah i guess that's why i don't i don't because that happened one other time I was at Zares in Fair or Conestoga and I started hearing This Is Your Night by Amber and I'm just walking through and I'm like, this is your night. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God. Like, 
For yeah, sure. when the grocery store tunes are the tunes you used to jam to, like in the clubs. Yeah. We reached, you know, adulthood and fuck adulthood. Right. Adulthood. Fuck it. So now to get into kid, my mom wouldn't let me have a Twinkie at 10 o'clock in the morning. So yay adulthood. Yay adulthood. <laughs> I'm maddenly inconsistent. <laughs> right. So now we have our Canadian late night or I guess evening Woo-hoo. talk shows. We'll go into some of them. Some of them weren't really late night. Some of them were like kind of eight o'clock, nine o'clock talk shows. But these were our quote unquote nighttime talk shows. Nighttime talk shows. Yes. Yeah. Um, so first so we had. It got dark early in Canada between. Right? in may so right you like i'm yeah. sorry guys like if, when it gets dark at six o'clock in december you don't want to stay up until 11 30 to watch late night yeah. shows you want your late night shows at eight o'clock to go to bed by nine like come yeah. on <laughs> too much darkness guys too much darkness yeah so we have open mic with mike bullard uh which Never ran from it. 97 to 03 i believe on the comedy channel because if i'm not mistaken 97 was actually when we got a lot of those external um cable channels like comedy network and like those 40s and 50s channels yeah um before that it was like what only up to like channel 30 almost (laughs) yeah i think much music was the last channel 29 yeah or two i don't even think we got 34 like i don't think we got tlc we didn't get no those were we didn't get any of that yeah so like because there was cable like it was once the digitally cable box or something came out yeah no because it stopped at 29 because 30 was sports TSN, yeah, it was like TSN. Um, So this one kind of came out when Comedy Comedy Network basically launched as a channel. Yeah, and 33, I think, was CNN. Yeah. I think. Yeah. So we got, as we started getting more digital boxes around the middle 90s, late 90s, we started to get different channels launching because we had more spectrum available to us when we got, we started becoming digitally. Um, And then from after that one, uh, after open mic with Mike Bullard, he just had the Mike Bullard show from 03 to 04. Uh, again, comedy channel. Uh, he's the bald guy. Something about this guy that bothered me. Uh, I can see I know, that. Just, like, uh, I don't know if it was like his personality, the way he came up, or I don't know. It was just something about him. I just didn't, didn't resonate with me very well. So I never really watched He never it. opened his eyes, I think. <laughs> he was always kind of looked sort of squinty or like eyes kind of closed or something. So yeah. maybe it just... I don't know. I know. It was just something about him I didn't really particularly like, so I never really watched it. And I guess he was an ex-hockey yeah. player? I believe that. He's a big dude. I mean, like, he's not a tall guy, but he's a big dude, like, muscular-wise. Yeah. You can tell he was he was pretty fit. Yeah, so his former late-night talk shows, Open Mic with Mike Bullard on CTV. Oh, okay. And I think comedy as well. And then the Mike Bullard show on Global, and then the midday radio show Beyond the Mic with Mike Bullard. Yeah. <laughs> um uh yeah maybe not i don't know maybe there was someone else with the same name i don't know but either way so we had next we had ed's late night party with ed the sock and leanna K. yay uh this one ran on city tv i believe right? so yeah 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 this moses nimer station I it wasn't on show. much i like this show this yeah, is yeah no it was definitely city tv uh um, this one was just kind of all over the place sometimes they would be at like a party somewhere and just like it was they were random just, interviews with like yeah. random people and it was a great fucking show yeah shout out ed the sock shout out to ed the sock who we uh, had on early on in our podcast yes days. we did <laughs> yep my uh, favorite and most cringy uh but what i loved about ed the late, late nights um late night party was uh it was followed up by our next show 
it was a fantastic show on City TV. The Sunday, Sunday night, night sex show, show with Sue Johansson. So this is where a lot of us millennials learned, I guess, our Mm. puberty, sex questions, all of that stuff up here. Also, right after this show was a show called Sex TV, where you learned all about more stuff about it. So again, this is why these were late night shows, because they were a little more taboo topics. So they were a little bit later in the day. 11-11, make a wish. Sorry. (laughs) So this one ran from 96 to 05. Yes. Um, what channel was it on? Seven City TV. City TV. Okay. Okay. All yeah. right. And um, Sue Johansson's a Canadian staple. Yes. She was unabashed, unashamed. She answered every question a caller would have without judgment. Like she was informative. She was educated. Like articulate. Like oh, this woman was the best. Like she, she was our answer to Doctor Ruth. Yes. And like she, she was. She was Great. on a ton of talk shows. Like she would come on the late night talk shows and things like that. And you, I always- think she was even sometimes on like City Light or things like. Like she was just no yeah. all around everywhere. Yeah, and she had she- the curly hair with her glasses and yeah, yep. and she would do talks and conventions and things like that. And like I, she is ninety two years old and still alive. So much from this woman. Good on you, Miss Sue Johansson. Yeah. Ninety two years old. Ninety two years young. Mm-hmm. This woman. So Help she's had quite a few books growing up as well. Once I was Canadian like, writer, public speaker, registered nurse, nurse, sex educator, and media personality. Just awesome. Shout out, Sue. You're the bomb. Right. You're the shiznit. Shiznit at a right, like I said, 92. That woman taught us and probably still, you know, mm-hmm. teaching or writing or doing stuff. Mm-hmm. She was awarded or presented the Bonham Center Award from the Marcus Bonham Center for Sexual Diversity Studies for her contributions to the advancement of education of, of advancement and education of issues around sexual identification. Yep. She also earned her Canada's fourth highest honor after the Victoria Cross, the Cross of Valor and the Order of Merit appointment to the Order of Canada in 2010 for lifetime achievement. Sweet. Congratulations, Sue. Right? That's a huge achievement. Talksexwithsue.com is her website. Check it out. I would highly recommend it. Right? Yeah. She opened a birth control clinic in 1970, the first of its kind in Canada. Nice. She worked there as coordinator for 18 years. Wow. Huge human rights activist. Yep. Yep. Sex educator and therapist hosting her own show on rock radio station Q107 during the 80s. The show entitled Sunday Night Sex Show transitioned to a TV talk show of the same name on the community television Rogers TV in 85. In 96, it became a show on the Women's Television Network and ended in 2005. Reruns of the show began in 2002 and replayed to the American audiences on Oxygen Media. Recorded program was very popular, but American viewers missed the opportunity to call in and ask their own questions. Ha ha! Suckers wow. for once, you get left out because we get left out of yours yeah. all the time. Yeah. The US version Sunday night uh, sex show called Talk Sex with Sue Johansson, produced especially for American audiences, debuted in November 2002 on Oxygen. Talk Sex with Sue Johansson was divided into several segments, all covering the following topics. Sexual life, love and relationships, call-in segments included viewers, live calls with questions being answered by Johansson on a variety of sex topics. In 08, it was announced that the next Sunday's nights would be the last, ending its six seasons. 
so it actually ran until 2008 because the americans took her for another couple years yeah well everything's gotta end right it's true she was you know it was great to have her while we did right like we said she taught a lot of us yeah yeah i mean because we had sex ed in school but i mean they didn't exactly answer like not everyone was comfortable asking the questions they wanted to yeah, and not necessarily. And the teachers didn't necessarily have those answers, or and they, they did, it, right? It they was, didn't have the resources, yeah. right? And especially in the nineties, right. when it was become like you had the AIDS crisis, kind of yeah. still rearing its head. You had a lot of people that were like the the gay come kind of coming out with that as well. Like there was a lot of questions that people were still afraid to ask at that time because it was so taboo. It was like you don't talk about sex in public. It's yeah. whatever you stay behind closed doors. It was we shameful. were still very Christian now we're into the age where sex is the, is being normalized. It's a very normal thing. Like everybody fucking does it. Like or not everybody does it, but most people do it. And right, it's yeah, like it's to be. Super it's like those everybody poops. Yeah. We are very open about like sexual talk at work. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So next we have uh, this one was actually kind of interesting hearing oh it because it was Canadian oh first, which is this hilarious. Guy. <laughs> the Tom Green show. I couldn't fucking stand this guy. Like, still fucking can't stand to see his shit. Like, like even though he was Canadian, sometimes we were a little stupid. not cool that he was Canadian because some of it was, yeah, kind of dumb, off. The hook, every off uh, the hook, the hook. <laughs> or like his character in Road Trip. Yeah, they're all the same. All of his characters are monotonous, just dumb, blank Donor stare, doesn't type. know shit, kind of stupid, fucking dumbass. Yeah, and I just I couldn't. Or uh, shock, another shock he, value. I don't know that was how another he thing he did. Yeah, and I don't understand how he managed to bag Drew Barrymore. Uh, who knows? For a few years too. Chad like, the a- best. Chad. Oh, Chad. Chad. It was not the Chad. So this one uh, first aired in September 1994. Yeah, of course, Tom Green. If you didn't know, right? Tom you- Green show. Yeah. So it first ran from September 1994 on Rogers Television in Ottawa, Channel Ooh. 22, until 1996. That's dated. Yep. It was uh, a single pilot episode was made for CBC television. And then the comedy network greenlit the show from 97 uh, to 1999. Which I do remember when it was on the comedy network, actually. And then I guess it went over to MTV as well. As do I, but I can't believe that there's that many people out there that like him that much for him to last that long. Yeah. And it stopped for production due to his testicular cancer diagnosis. Yeah. And you had to deal with that, obviously. So, makes sense why you can't really. Like, I'm you not know. one to to judge very much, but Tom Green, like, really, I just, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I don't get it. I just, I don't get it. I don't know either. Like, uh, I don't know. I guess, like, he's an acquired taste, I guess, like almost anybody else or anything else. But I just, I don't understand his humor. I just don't. I don't find it funny at all. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. next. I wasn't either. But. but- yeah. Yeah, we have to mention it, and other people clearly yes, did like it, so he That's did true. last. It did last quite a while, so he's got to have fans out there, right? He went on to MTV. Why? He went on to all that stuff, you know. No judgment, guys, but why? <laughs> I don't know. Beats me. Um. So next we have uh our ex MTV 
news guy. Much music. Much music. Much music. It wasn't a V. He was kind of like, he was like part time VJ. He more so usually did the news. Yeah, but still. Okay. But still. Yep. Uh, George Strombolopoulos. Much music VJ. Yeah. Strombolopoulos. Yeah, yes. That is how it kind of sounds. Strombolopoulos. Like it just sounds like a, a lot of O's word. For a lot, a lot of people for a long time when we'd see his name on much music, we're like, so they called him Strombo. That was what his nickname was called because a lot of people just yep. messed it up, I guess. So he actually had the Strombo show. Um, and then it went to George Strombonopoulos tonight, which premiered in 05, which, or was it the hour? Hold on. Sorry, it started out as the hour in 2005 with George Strombonopoulos. And then in 2010, it changed the name to George Strombonopoulos tonight. And then it ran until 2014 when he became, I believe, the uh, Hockey Night in Canada guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always... March 2014, he became the Hockey Night in Canada, replacing Ron McLean and uh, what's his face? Don Cherry. Yep. As there well. Um, I recall always getting George Strombolopoulos confused with Bill Wilichka. They don't look I... anything like. But barely, but I always got them confused and I don't know why. Right. So he won eight Gemini Awards for for the hour and Stromanopolis tonight. Good on you, George. It was a hybrid of news and celebrity, um, covered everything from politics, pop culture, the environment, human rights, entertainment, sports, and more. Uh, Yeah, wide range of guests. He had world leaders, celebrities, politicians. He had everybody on this show, I feel like. There was never not someone he wouldn't talk to like even if they were a different like he kind of like yeah, i feel like some of like our, an agenda like there's a left or right-wing agenda he just always was yeah. like i'm here to present the world and the facts as it is like he didn't and let have, you decide he didn't have a preferred type of client or guest or whatever he wanted to show like everybody like that there is so much more out there like okay yes this person is for this but listen to what their story is behind why this is or so like yeah. he just tried to make you understand the world differently and I think he that's was, why was very good. unbiased yes that's why i think that's why he was so good in the in the job he was and so likable right like he was just he made you feel comfortable and stuff like he was one vj that i never got to meet which upsets me yes because yeah. i've he met was... a few and he was one that i did not get to which sucks just like rick rick was always like I said you look he's just such a nice guy rick. no i have met rick but uh, again, he's just I've one of those rick. He's just one of those nice guys. Like, that's what I mean. Like, he's just yeah. a nice guy. You can tell on TV that you're just like, this guy seems like he's so nice. And even like, you see, there's a few interview, there's a, him and Ed were on something recently together. And you're just like, he's still just like, as just like, Rick is still super fucking nice. He won't ever say anything <laughs> terribly bad I, or rude yeah. about nothing. Like, it's yeah. just who he I is. Just, uh, I just listened to Ed the Sox podcast episode uh, with him. And Rick Campanelli and Bill Wilichka talking about their experience at Woodstock 99. I didn't read. I was going to listen to that one because I've heard I heard about it, but I didn't 
I haven't listened to it yet. <laughs> this talk like rips apart the creators and promoters of Woodstock '99. Like they're just like they're fucking idiots. Like they don't know what they're it's fucking doing. Like it's so it funny. All about like the chaos that's happening. Because we were watching the Netflix documentary or whatever, yeah. and there's like a couple of instances where they're showing their they footage. Them, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, because there's one where they're going to the bathrooms and Rick the Temp is talking to the guy about the porta potties, and it's like a good like four minute segment with like Rick the Temp, and I was like, it's Rick the Temp, like. The ten being on there for fifteen years, right? <laughs> something like that, nine years, ten years, something like that. It was it was a while he was on there. They just go, eventually, yeah, they just eventually called him Rick the Rick Campanelli. But yeah, for the longest time, it was Rick the Temp. Oh, hilarious! Um, so the next one we've got is Street Sense. Um, it wasn't really so much of a talk show as kind of like a news magazine TV series directed at teenagers. Ran from nineteen eighty nine to two thousand and six was one of the few shows that focused on consumer and media awareness for young people. Um, it won several Gemini Awards and even an international Emmy for best youth programming or series. It was good for yeah. it. Yeah, it was one of those again. So it was, I guess there was on CBC, there was like the adult version of Marketplace. Uh, they showed aired, the show aired without commercial interruption because the producers did not want the bias of advertising revenue to affect the potential criticism of the advertiser's products or services. I see that. I remember okay. watching this. Like I would come across this a few times and I'd watch it. One of the show's original hosts, Jonathan Torrens, started a YouTube yeah. reboot of the series in 2019 called Your Two Cents. The CBC subsequently announced its own revival of Street Sense brand as a TikTok account in 2022. So they're still out there, which makes sense. Cause like, especially in this day and age with like, fake news, fake media, fake this and everything. Like I, it's kind of a good thing that street sense would come back. Cause maybe there are like kids nowadays do need to critically think for, you know, not clicking on those articles and giving away people, your information. Waking up Riley. <laughs> no. Yeah. So it ran on CBC. Um, uh, the next yeah, one. I absolutely remember that show for sure. Was this hour has 22 minutes. This hour has 22 minutes. Um, which, uh, it's never like, watched it. Danielle like, watched it in the early years because it. it was uh, Mary Walsh, I think it was. She really liked or something like that. So Danielle watched sometimes in the early years. Or was it? No. Or was there someone Mary Walsh was on before? But Rick Mercer was on this. Sean Majimder was on it. Kathy Jones, like some Mary Walsh. Um, yeah, a lot of big name Canadian comedians usually kind of got their start from this particular show um mm -hmm. it was kind of just like a Canadian sketch sort of comedy show but sort of look like they kind of made it seem like a news show as well a little bit did they report actual news and make fun of it or no they like they would I think like at the first it would start out and like they would sit behind like what would look like a news desk and then it would go into like sketch comedy segments and stuff like that it's been but I remember it was I just i don't think i ever watched it like ever yeah the news never looked the same when these when this show came on the air these toronto-based anchors like I probably should have watched it and roving correspondents dish commentaries and sketches that shed a whole new light on keeping on top of the headlines every week canadians tune in to unique satire that explores all the events that make the world as well as heads turn well okay then yeah so yeah like the news sketch it's kind of interesting. I mean, it sounds intriguing now. Like, it piques my interest now. Just maybe didn't back then. I don't, I don't know. 
Right. I only had the TV Guide channel. I didn't have like fucking Google at my fingertips to Google to see what a show was about. Right. So, and you had to go based on the title. This twenty. This hour has twenty two minutes. Sounds kind of like a news program. And sorry, sixteen year old Lindy's not gonna fucking watch that. <laughs> She's not. Yeah. Uh, like I said, Danielle watched it just because of like some of the other comedians. She was very much into like the comedy. Like when Comedy Network came out, she was watching it all the time. And there was lots of shows that she was. And yeah, that's where we. That's where I kind of got it like i said she didn't watch it all the time but just occasionally i'd see sometimes I as i got older but not as a teenager no yeah uh then lastly i have e-talk which was a entertainment, entertainment talk. talk show on i think ctv i think it was i'm not mistaken uh maybe i think ctv i feel like it was a ctv but yeah so again another I remember the show, but I couldn't tell you a host. I like I couldn't. Me neither. Like, but it was white and red, wasn't it? I think so. I think, like at one point, anyway. Because you know, I think just, wasn't Brian Mulroney the host at one point? Maybe. Maybe. That was uh, one of our prime ministers. Ben Mulroney. Ben. Ben. Brian, Brian Mulroney was the prime minister. Brian's the prime minister. Ben one of his prime. sons was on yeah. it. Yeah. That was yeah. I watched that show quite a bit. Oh, the oh, uh, another Tracy Melcher one of them wasn't oh my god what is her name right Rysick. uh julie Rysick? no yeah julie rancic julie i think julie rancic sounds familiar did she e-talk or was she entertainment tonight or maybe et canada maybe et canada i don't know i just i remember her being a host of one of those shows i just i don't remember a lot of the hosts i remember mary Heart. Oh, Tracy Melcher. Okay, now I remember who she is. Ah. Well, like I'm like the name sounds familiar, and they said she got her start on, on um, Rhapsody on Much Music. And I was like, okay, so that's why her okay. name sounds familiar. I was like Tracy sure. Melcher. Why is it? But yeah, she would have been one of the Much Music VJs at one point. But anyway, yeah, that's so just an entertainment talk show that just gave the entertainment news in the entertainment industry yeah pretty much you know not that much kind of like paparazzi tv shows yes you know or like your version of entertainment tonight like we said kind of type thing like there's yeah, yeah um was there any other late night talk shows or canadian ones that we might have missed or in general anything we might have i don't know i don't think so like i said i didn't watch a lot of talk shows i was i like sitcoms i liked cartoons i right which is funny guys like we said there's so like in the 90s like talk shows like i said we've had them in three different segments talk shows were so prominent it was just oversaturated it was almost like like you feel overwhelmed trying to choose something to watch now on your multiple streaming services that have thousands of fucking things each to choose from like trying to choose a fucking talk show to watch was because and generally if like the talk shows all originate in like the same area like a lot of talk shows were in new york so mm-hmm. one celebrity would hit every single talk show in one day yeah so that talk show would have the same guest on like all week there'd be one get like the same guest on all the talk shows it was just you know just like oh this person again like i just saw them they're gonna be talking about the same thing the same so, article maybe yeah. if you're lucky they'll present a different uh clip it of the movie but usually yeah if you're lucky it. yeah and so you're just like but, i'm just over it i don't like why am i watching the same or interview 15 times yeah but it's just like the oversaturation of shows and streaming services we have now like there's yeah. just way too many to choose from and what i really fucking hate about that is that i miss going to like 
back then it was school, but like going to work the next day and talking about the show that everybody watches because not everybody watches Cobra Kai or whatever, like She-Hulk or something like that. I know one person that watches only murders in the building. Luckily I work with her. So I have someone to talk to about that. Nobody I know watches Big Brother. Like the finale is on Sunday. I'm dying to talk about it with somebody, but nobody fucking watches it. Like it's, it. yeah, like you can't, I don't think anybody watched the Shannara Chronicles. Like Aaron and I are rewatching those again. Yeah. It's just, yeah. You can't talk about your favorite shows anymore. Unless it's, it's one of the big popular ones. Like I said. Yeah, unless it's but, like Stranger Things 4, what that just came out, or Cobra Kai. I haven't even had a chance to watch Cobra Kai yet. But even at that, you have to, everyone is watching Cobra Kai on their own time. It's not like yeah. you had to watch it that day because it's not, you can't catch the rerun. That's what I fucking hate too about social media. So if I'm watching, if I haven't watched like, like Stranger Things, when Stranger Things 4 came out, I knew I wasn't going to be able to watch it like at midnight right away. The next, like on the 27th when it came out, it, my Facebook feed was going to be filled with spoilers. So I had to go through and snooze all the Stranger Things Facebook pages that I follow. Well, but that's the other have, problem is because Facebook and all these other ones time. are sending us algorithms yeah. and forcing us, like because we looked at it, they're forcing us the information that we don't want, which is the yes. other problem. Like, I don't mind times how, like, because I can't watch Big Brother until the next day at, like, noon or even the day after that until, like, noon. Because um, yeah. that's when it goes on the global app. And, like, the next day, I'll be scrolling through my Facebook and I'll see, oh, so-and-so won the HOH. I was like, well, there, there was a fucking spoiler. Awesome. Now I know who wins HOH. Yeah. Or now I know who got fucking evicted. Like, it, like, so I snoozed it, like, after the first, like, week or two of watching Big Brother. So I wouldn't fucking get spoiled with it. So. Yeah, exactly. But. And then there was an episode on last night that's not on the global app yet. Like I watched Ooh. Thursday's episode this morning, but Friday's episode isn't on the app yet. So that might be on tomorrow morning. Hopefully I'll be able to watch it yeah. because tomorrow night's the finale. And then I'll watch that on Monday or Tuesday. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Anyway, exactly. drink off topic. Right. Um, but it's, yeah, there, like I said, there's lots, so many talk shows, so many, so much, to, yeah. so much to have watched and so just to choose from. So pick your own. And if you happen to be the same, watch the same things as other people. Awesome. Good luck. Right. But yeah. Did you watch any of these particular late night shows? Was there one host that you liked better than the others? Let us know. What's an episode of one that sticks out in your mind? Do you remember when David Letterman was a douchebag to someone else (laughs) besides the ones we listed? Let us know. We want to (laughs) know. Are you old enough to remember Jay Leno before he was gray? Right. Oh, geez. We're too old. Uh, So on that note, uh, yeah, follow us, listen to us on all of the Spotify's and everything. Like us, comment, subscribe, all of that, you know, joyous, fun stuff that we need your love to send us out to other people so people can like Mm -hmm. us and listen to us. Word of mouth, guys. Tell your friends. Right? Tell Tell them. Tell them how fun we are and how awesome. Tell your enemies too, because, you know, they could could enjoy us. Right? If you really didn't like us, then tell us. (laughs) Tell your enemies about us and then they have to listen to our annoying voices. Ha ha ha. Uh, maybe yours, not mine. Uh, I'm I saying for their you. enemies. Not, I'm not saying we actually are annoying, but if they find us annoying, their enemies might find us annoying. So that's why I say. All right. Well, Go. take care, y'all. And yeah. We will see you in the next episode. And enjoy, yeah, holidays. Uh, Thanksgiving coming up soon, maybe? Yeah. This episode comes out on this 30th? No, that's next weekend. 
Yeah, so it comes out on the 7th. So Thanksgiving weekend. So enjoy your turkey, guys, everybody. For our Canadian listeners. Yes, enjoy your turkey day. Our American listeners have Thanksgiving in November. That's fucking weird. Yeah, that's weird. Like a month before Christmas? Come on. Like, Who wants that much turkey that close to each other? I know, right? And like October Thanksgiving, there's usually a good chance it'll be warm enough to eat outside. Right. Or even just enjoy your day outside. Yeah. So beautiful fall colors because it's not snowing yet. Well, right. for those Southern States it doesn't snow, but well, except for, you know, Texas, when you guys get your, like your fucking centimeter and you cry about it. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Bye-bye. Yes. Yes. We're not going to get into that. We, are... <laughs> we will see you guys over here. Talk to you guys on the next episode. Bye. Bye. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of our podcast. If you liked it, be sure to check out our previous episodes on our website at www.millennialspod.com. And also, you can check them out on Spotify, Anchor, Google, or Apple Podcasts. While you're there, hit the follow and subscribe button so you can stay up to date on all of our latest episodes. Also, you can follow us on all of the socials, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, at Turn of the Millennials Pod, and like us on Facebook to leave a comment and a review. We greatly appreciate it. We will see you next episode.